0: Hello, welcome to Richard Henry's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, hope you are very well. We don't have a sponsor this week, so I will tell you and remind you that I'm doing all 12 of my one-man shows at the Leicester Square Theatre in August and September. Starting on August the 7th, I think, uh, and going right through to September the 12th. Doing uh, Talking Cock and Christ on a Bike, 12 tasks of Hercules Terrace, and and uh, Someone Likes Jogger, Oh Fuck I'm 40, The Headmaster's Son, Hitler Mustache, Christ on a Bike, What Is Love Anyway, We're All Going To Die, The law of the Dance tea and Happy Now. Uh, you can get money off if you buy tickets for three shows or six shows or all 12 shows You get for just £100 and you get a free t-shirt made by me if you come to every single one and you buy your tickets at the same time. Anyway, let us sit back and enjoy... This week's Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with Roisin Connerty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who this week genuinely nearly choked to death is Richard Herring. Thank you very much. I'm still here. Thank you. Are oh, you? Yeah. You're much better than last week's audience. I don't think you're much better than next week's audience as well. I'm going to go that far. So, uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Some cool people started calling it Rehearsal, Leicester Pur. Uh, but the rest of the people just call it Rich Jones. That's Square Theatre Podcast, or RHLSTP. That's if you're uncool, you can call it that. Uh, it's, uh, we got uh, some fantastic guests uh, this week. Oh, sorry, we've got one fantastic guest this week, then another fantastic guest next week, uh, and it's going to be very exciting. Uh, and I did. I, I very nearly uh, choked to death. I was eating uh, an apricot. Uh, so I was a bit tired. See, I've got a young baby, as I, I'm sure you're aware, and uh, I'm a bit tired all the time. I was eating an apricot. I'm not a vain man. i come back home one night and there were some apricots in Tesco Express, Tesco Metro. I thought, That's, I've never seen fresh apricots, I'll buy those. Then the next day I was eating them and I just was a bit my absent-mind doing something else and I kind of ate the stone of the apricot. <laughs> as well as the apricot, and uh, I I realised and I felt it it caught in my throat and I thought I was genuinely thought I was going to choke to death and die. I was sort of retching, trying to get it up, but then I think I must have swallowed it and then just scraped against my uvula. It's not rude, it's the back of your throat. It's the thing at the back of your uvula. I don't know how you say it. Uh, And uh, uh, so I did survive, but it was kind of a scary moment because I thought I don't really want to die choking on an apricot pit. That is quite an embarrassing way to die because people will know I've been eating fresh apricots. That was the first. He said, it's an embarrassing way to die. It's like, I don't eat apricots. It's like, oh, look at him eating apricots. He deserved to die. Does he think is? peach is not good enough for him if he's going to have an exotic through? Oh, look at me, he's apricots. I just, I was as I thought I was dying, I was thinking this. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm leaving my child without a father. I was thinking, this is embarrassing. And then I was thinking it's embarrassing for her that when people say, well, how, how, what, what does your dad do? She goes, oh, he's, he's dead. They go, oh, no. And they go, how did he die? And she goes, he choked to death on some fruit. <laughs> People will laugh at that as you did, and then they go, "What fruit was it?" Someone will go, "What?" And it was an apricot, and then they go, "Oh!" And there, any pity she would have had an apricot. And then I thought I was safe, and then I googled apricot stones, and I found out that they contain cyanide. So I was. Uh <laughs> But I, I would have had to accidentally eat all the other eight apricots in my fridge and all their stones, and then accidentally gone to Tesco's and bought 80 more apricots and accidentally eaten all of those, and then I might have died. But it was a, it was a. Ter- I was trying to find, Google what animal eats apricot stones, so I could like be the old woman who swallowed a fly and swallowed whatever animal that was. But someone told me only dodos would do, which you know I didn't. Th- I don't think I had time to genetically engineer. This, I'm going to take some dodo DNA from that dodo in the, in the Oxford Museum uh, and then put it in a pigeon, which is what they're going to do, apparently, and then you can make a dodo, and then I could swallow the dodo, and then I'd be safe. I've, I think I would have died by that time, so... It's embarrassing, wouldn't it It'd be embarrassing to die like that? Uh, and uh, uh, there was something else I was going to tell something very else exciting I was going to tell you about, um, but I'm not going uh, to. I was in Olverston at the weekend, uh, which is in the Lake District, and... Um, I went on the other week about how Middlesbrough is the most terrible place in the world. It is not. Uh, and Ulverston isn't the worst place in the world. It nearly is, but it isn't. But Barrow, on, Barrow and Furness is the worst place in the world. I didn't even go there. I've been there before. But behind me on the train uh, to Ulverson were two guys from Barrow who were very drunk at three o'clock in the afternoon and maybe not just drunk. Uh, and they were swearing and being weird, but kind of being friendly but threatening you know, to other people. You know, that kind of thing on the train where you don't want to look around in case they decide just to punch you to death. Uh, and what they were one of them started saying, I love Split. Spliffs, I love spliffs. And then they so I think they may have been, I think they might have been smoking some spliffs. That's just reading between the lines. Just work that out. And then he said, it would be good. Well, he said, Oh, well, you know, they, were, they were, were trying to become millionaires. They, they were, had uh, working jobs and they, want, they were kind of dreaming of becoming rich. Uh, and one of them said, the way everyone in the world could become rich is if everyone had top-class grass, buds, they called it. If everyone grew just top-class buds, then everyone in the world would be a billionaire because they'd all have this fantastic drugs, they'd all be able to sell and become billionaires. And his friend, who was a little bit cleverer than him, said, yeah, but if everyone had that, then no one would be a bit. you you'd all have your own, you wouldn't be able to sell it, because everyone... Let alone the fact that, of course, the economy wouldn't really work that. Wouldn't, it wouldn't produce more money, you'd only be able to sell a certain amount of anyway. And then he, the other one said, no, because you would have top class buds, so that would be fine. And then he said, yeah, but the other guys... So one of them and then one of them did a really disgusting fart. Uh, I'm I'm guessing it was the stupider one of the two. So that's been my uh, that's been my week. Uh so uh, this week I have to say in the opening uh, titles, uh, people have paid good money uh to uh, to have these things said. Uh it's from Mike Lamb. Uh he doesn't ask for anything to be said, as Chris Evans says. Not that one. Uh not the one with the cock on his shoulder. Uh it's uh, so Chris Evans just says, why don't you call Mike Lamb a fucking idiot? Uh, seems a bit rude. Uh, so uh, thank, thank you to Mike Lamb for the money uh, to, for, for that and the tension you've created after my brilliant warm-up. It really got the audience going with my brilliant warm-up material. Uh, so our guest today, uh, she's probably best known from her appearance on the Angina Monologues. That's why you're all here tonight, to see... Now, will you please welcome Roisin Carter, ladies and gentlemen? Here she is. Thank you very much. Come on, sit down. Pick up a microphone. Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks, good. Got a bit oh. of an itchy bum. You got an itchy bum?
1: Yeah, that was happening backstage. See how we go. <laughs> well, what's, the, what's causing the itch? Is I don't it poor, know, is this, it's happened, It happened quite live, yeah. uh, seconds ago, Did this it? happened, yeah.
0: Is what it do in piles the... feel like? Piles. Uh, I have had a pile. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't really. It didn't really feel like anything. They can hurt. Does it uh, feel
1: like you want to just rip your own arse off?
0: I, I don't. I'm sure someone. Anyone know about That's that? So I plan is it, to stop. <laughs> yeah, have you wiped properly? Is it? Is it I've in? Got, the, is it? More. I know how to do is stuff. Is it on the anus or is it in the cleft? It's easing stuff? off now, but I'm a little bit okay. panicked by the severity of the itch. Well, there, are there any arse doctors in the house? If anything goes. <laughs> Just let yourself know if there's anyone if she goes down. ...holding, <laughs> <laughs> Clutching her ass. Well, talk, the, what was the angina monologues that we are most famous for? What is that?
1: <laughs> the angina monologues was uh, <clears> that it was really good. It was um, oh. Victoria Wood uh, did a uh, put on a, uh, a gig for uh, the Heart British Heart Foundation oh. and to raise awareness that angina is the biggest killer of women in this country. Uh, so it's a nice opener,
0: Rich. Um, <laughs> I knew it was going to be a risk. It? It was going to be a...
1: But I got to meet Victoria Wood, and that was incredible, and Jay yeah. Brand. it was a really great night. I wore heels on stage, though, and it really affected my gig. <laughs> I, f- I did I add a nice one, but I felt it, like I had really big, ridiculous heels.
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't was how I... was your ass at, on that gig? <laughs> just itch-free.
1: <laughs> just itch it. completely itch-free. Maybe free. that's it. If
0: You're distracted by the heels. That takes your mind off the. <laughs>
1: well, you think, you think I've consistently got an itchy ass, but I just don't <laughs> notice. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: I, I often do, you know. I think about, when you get into your forties, you'll find out it is, you know. When I had I had a pile in the work because I was having there was some there was some blood in uh, there was oh, some blood Jesus. when I wiped my bum there was some blood <laughs> right uh, and uh, let's just start off let's, by being open as we yeah can come be. on I feel I just have to take out the embarrassment of the, the start by being saying something more embarrassing <laughs> there was some blood so I was worried that I had you know ass cancer right yeah uh, and then this young nurse uh, young doctor rather sorry had to look into my ass I had to lie down <laughs> and she had to put her finger into my ass and she said I'm sorry about this and I said well I I feel much much worse for you. This is a very. This is from your point of view. This is an awful. You're having to put your finger in the arse of a horrible old man <laughs> <laughs> who's got blood coming out of his ass. It was just. I mean, it was. She so pl- just
1: narrated the whole <laughs> thing for <her. laughs> I bet she just thought it's fine. And then knows she's, she's doing that. She's like, this is awful. You're right.
0: <laughs> but it's fine. They go away apparently. Then when, you, when you die, <laughs> they go. <away. laughs> So, uh, you are probably best known, really. You won won the Best Newcomer Award uh, for stand-up in 2010. Yes, I did. So, uh, what have you done since then? Nothing.
1: Not a lot. (laughs) Just weight fluctuations, <laughs> really. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was it. Was a nice day out. Um, uh, yeah, that was it. Was uh, I? What did you say about that? It was really. It was good for me. That was. Um,
0: so uh, <laughs> you're one of only five. I enjoyed it, you know. <laughs> you're one of only five women to have won an Edinburgh Fringe award. I think from the Edinburgh Award or maybe the full award. I won the newcomer. Yeah, so I yeah. think
1: maybe. I think. Yeah, but that's I,
0: inc- over both for things. I think. I oh, think okay.
1: Um, I think. I, I think there's. It, yeah, there's, there's a lot... There'll be a lot more now, I think. Like, I the think last few... Like, it, you know, I think Bridget winning, winning the main and Sarah Pascoe getting nominated. Like, all, Josie's been nominated a billion times. There's, like, loads of, you know, kind of... I think it was just... Those first 20 years, 20 years of the award were pretty tricky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all... All the good people are women now. That's, that, that's definitely true. Uh, so... But luckily, Angina will kill most of them. <laughs> 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 and, uh... So, my place in the comedy firmament is secure. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm very, as Judge long as I <laughs> <laughs> So It was a kind of joke. I was kind of joking. <laughs> so, I've noticed a lot, of you, a lot of your comedy things have a, a theme of being invited back to your school to do a talk. Is this a thing that genuinely happened?
1: It did genuinely happen.
0: Um, so you, after you'd won the award presumably the I did day- go back
1: to the school though no. I did get invited back did to the you? school yeah um, and I am going back now this nice. year um, I did before I did my first Edinburgh show I'd sort of gone through a. had been doing comedy on and off for a while f- good few years and I'd had a break i moved back to my mum's and I had a shitty job and you know, I did my first Edinburgh show. But it was like, you know, sort of just awful time in your life. Like, I literally had, like, I think, like three quid in my bank or something. And I got an invite to go and give a speech to the girls at my school to sort of tell them about how, you know, how successful I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and it only gave me a breakdown, but then it gave me an Edinburgh show. Um, so, yeah, it was a real kind of... I suppose it's that thing with what, what, what people can perceive. If you're doing comedy and it sounds like you're doing well, yeah. if they sort of go, oh, I saw you at a gig and da-da-da, you know. And I was doing really badly. <laughs>
0: I was pr- pretty depressed, actually. Because uh, there's, a, and there's a scene in Game Face, which is the the comedy pilot you did yeah. for Channel Four. It's about being a single woman and not and not being.
1: Yeah, I was trying to do that. It was going to be about being. I was going to sort of make her more similar to me, but heightened, like you know, more like Louis, like a comedian, sort of. And then we sort of agreed on an actress, so it wasn't so self-referential. The whole thing, Comedy's so overtaking in, in you know, yeah. like the world itself. And then um, it was quite interesting. Then the channel, like a few days before we filmed it, was sort of like, oh, Oh, she can't be an actress, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> the whole scenes are about her. otherwise like, she's crazy. Yeah. You know, she's just someone said I'm an actress, um, and so we made her. We put a, a sort of scene in that was she was a postman that I sort of had to write like in a day. That sort of she had this average, and it just sort of leveled out. So, yeah, I, I wanted that point in your life, you know, before uh, you know when you sort of in your twenties and you choose a career, and then there's a point. So I think when you get to thirty, you know, you think, "How is this going? Am I a, am I a comedian, <laughs> or do I just say it a lot?" Um, so it's sort of that I wanted it to. Sort at that point in your life where um, and I think there's not a lot of stuff about she's single but I don't think that's that's what I know because I've been single for so long but I think just a a grown adult woman who's sort of as worried about as all the other things in life as men are you know sort of you know friendships family you know and just not not being where she wants to be. It's well, it's very funny with you can, jokes. You can you
0: can, you can see it. it's still up online because I watched it's it up online. Morning. Yeah,
1: watch it. It's got some good bits in
0: it. Did you refilm it? Did you did some? Did you do them as a short thing and then refilm it as a as a whole Yeah, we episode? did. We
1: did blaps. They commissioned blaps, and then we filmed the blaps. And then I went in. They called me in for meeting, and it was it was very very well done. The way they commissioned the pilot. They went, We're not putting the blaps out. And I was like why Is <laughs> like we're giving you a pilot it was really uh, a nice day um, yes yeah, so we did the blaps the blaps are still online and the pilot's still online so right, yeah because
0: it's, it's slightly there's different Diane Morgans in one of them and not in the other one
1: yeah I don't think Diane was available for the right. the other one yeah so but they're all you know the carry ads in it there was such a Mike it from Man Downs in it without a tash because we realised it was madness having the same characters because in the blaps we just thought they were just going to be online and then yeah. the sort of pilot went out and it was a bit ridiculous having uh,
0: two of the lead characters from another <laughs> Come on, <laughs> so, you thought oh, if you shave off his mustache, no, that, that no one will know. Yeah, did he mind shaving off his mustache? He has a very fine mustache.
1: He didn't mind. The thing is, though, because I don't know if you might was to he play? a really brilliant stand up, um, and he's a really great actor, but um, he always has a big mustache. Um, but because you're not used to seeing someone's mouth, to me, it just looked like he was pouting the whole time. <laughs> so, I just every time I saw it, I just, it was like, Hello, Roche. You know, I was like, Oh my god, so much lip. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you are in Man Down as well, which I think is a fantastic sitcom. Yeah, it's With, really fun. We've funny. had Greg and Mike, in fact, on the, on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a real... I, I wrote an episode of Man Down for this second yeah, series. you did. They didn't use any of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, to be but, fair, one of the leads <laughs> did die. One of the characters died. The character I mainly wrote for, because I thought, this is exciting, I get to write for Rick that was the I was the main victim of Rick Mayo's death, I have to say. <laughs> I was really... I mean, I was... Uh, I was, on, I was on the toilet when I heard Rick Mayall had died because I was on Twitter, oh, which God. seemed kind of apt in a way. <laughs> yeah. I was so unhappy and then, and then I went, and oh <laughs> no! <laughs> which is better than when Rod Hull died because uh, when Rod Hull died, we were on the set of, the fir- of This Morning Rich Not Judy doing the rehearsal for it and we'd done a whole load of sketches. We had a character who was pretending to be Rod Hull and in these sketches we'd already filmed, he would die at the end of every oh, sketch. Oh God! <laughs> And someone came into the as we were rehearsing and said, um, "This news coming in. I don't know if it's true, that Rod Hull has died." And my first thought was, "Oh no, we've done it. what are the sketches?" <laughs> and then it was, "Oh." That is, that's sad. That the man I know <laughs> is So yeah, I was uh, well. It, it's it, it, was, it seems to be working okay though. I mean, without Rick, I thought it would be it would make a, a big difference to the second series. But it seems to have sort of a still. I think it's reshaped really itself. Yeah. it's
1: sort of morphed into something else a bit. I think um you know I think Greg, uh you know what do I say too much? He you know had written with, with people written the series last year and then had to rewrite it when Rick died and he had a really hard awful year. You know, I yeah. like his actual dad died. And then, so we sort of writing this script at the same time. It was just all gross. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think the, uh, Stephanie Cole. He wanted someone. I think she's so amazing and so brilliant, and she's as big as as the character that, that void. But I think the shape of the show's changed a bit, and and, and for the better. Yeah. I think it's really found like I think the, Greg wouldn't want me saying this, but for the pilot wasn't the best. Thing of the show, you know, it was a kind of it was still finding its feet, and it, like I think the second, third episode in the first series, it starts getting good, really good. And in this series, I think it's really found its kind of you know voice, it's the beats of it are there. And it's, yeah, it and even though Rick, Rick obviously was amazing in the first series, and you'd, you'd have Rick in every you know, every shape, but the sh- I think just structurally, the show has sort of um, made it not so that you know because you think Rick Mails not going to be in it we might as well cancel you know, that feeling yeah. of like he's such a void but I think he's sort of just changed the shape of the show so yeah. that there isn't this gaping void I
0: mean it's an interesting sitcom in, so I think there's been a lot of realistic sitcoms and this sitcom yeah. is kind of crazy and it's just yeah. full of craziness and, and then just things that are just stupidly and they're flicking sweets at a cow and yeah. you know because they're just they, you can't see why they'd be so funny on the, the episode where the uh, where he's having sex with the girl who likes uh, greengrocers
1: oh, sure. that is
0: one of the funniest
1: Apples, things of us. The <laughs> so, there's, I mean, all, there's lots of big set pieces, um, and on the page, all I, I think, God, where are we filming this? some of them are like, you know, kind of, we're in the woods for the, like, like in the last episode, it looks like there's a photo. where I'm like in a wedding gown, and we, it looks like, like the Wizard of Oz. Like, it doesn't look like a modern British sitcom. <laughs> yeah. It looks like something otherworldly. Um, it's so much fun to film. It's a real you know we really do laugh quite a lot there's a lot of uh,
0: madness and just watching the set pieces yeah. that's just insane is there another series of man down coming down I this, would is be if su- there, is this if there isn't one is that...
1: i would be surprised <laughs> if there's not <laughs> okay. i don't know anything but i would be surprised if there's not i think it's done well and i think yeah. it's i think the people who like it really really like it you know it's one of those ones it i is. think that people did
0: you get to, you didn't get to work that much with rick on the show did you meet did you meet him i met the... him quite a lot yeah. I went, you know because
1: it was quite a you know intimate sort of cast um no, he was such a lovely, lovely, lovely man. And um, one of the weirdest things on the first day I came on set, so, um, I had not met him on the pilot, and I came on set for the series, and I um, I had to do a pickup that we hadn't got in the pilot. That was all I was coming on to do, which was me being asleep in a bed that was sort of just with shoes on. And uh, and I got on set, and uh, Rick Mal was downstairs looking his lines, and it was the bit I don't know. It was um, it's a poem he reads it down when he's asleep. It's a Shakespeare bit, where it was like, oh, oh God, I can't remember. <laughs> um, um, but it's like um, oh, white to sleep, white to dream. You know something, whatever, yeah. but one of those ones. Uh, and he sort of, he comes up to me and he went, "What do you think about these lines? What do you think they mean?" He's really intense. He's a proper actor, and I was like, "I'm not drama trained," you know. And I was like, and then he said like about five different versions. And I, I sort of, all I did was confirm what he said. I'm not going to say, you know, I was like, yeah, I think you're right. And he went, hmm. So we get upstairs. <laughs> I haven't even met, like, some of the, you know, like a lot of the senior crew and stuff. And I'm in the bed and uh, waiting for the scene. Like, rolling. where's Rick? And the Rick comes in and goes, I was speaking to Rasheen. I'm going to do it completely differently. (laughs) I was just like, what the fuck? I didn't tell him to do anything completely different. But he did it, he did it. But just hearing that as my opening, yeah, he was a really lovely, really sweet, funny man. Like genuinely a nice nice guy. And, And made... Um, he could be quite uh, firm when he wanted to do things his way, and I haven't made a lot of television, you know, sort of, uh, and I've, especially narrative is my first thing. And then when you watch on the monitors, you realise he was always right, and that was quite weird. I was like, oh, he's just annoyed because he's right. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, oh, Rick Mouse right. Every time he's going mental,
0: it's because he's right. <laughs> cool. Um, so. Yeah, I'm, it still makes me sad. That's the shame. But there we go. Yeah. I was such a massive. I mean, you're, you're a bit younger than me, so. I think but it's I still, fr- it yeah. was just
1: it, it is, you know as a child to see to see even glimpses of that. You know, yeah. it was just one of those. Yeah. You can't grow up in this country and not I think be affected by Rimmel, especially if you like comedy. Yeah, yeah,
0: sure. Is it true you've got eighty first cousins, or is that a joke? It sure is eighty. <laughs> yeah. That's not possible. <laughs> uh, simply not possible. It is possible. It's mathematically impossible. I've, my
1: mum's got twelve sisters what? and one brother, and my dad's got five sisters and five brothers, and they're Irish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it difficult for birthdays and stuff? Do you actually can you remember no. the names of all eight of your first cousins? No. Do you ever have you ever been in the same room as each other? All no, 18?
1: because they're, to, they're sort of combined families. Yeah. You know, sort of from my they wouldn't be in the same rooms, um, but. Even my mum's side... Was probably no, about forty. Let's say forty, I say a bit more, probably forty or fifty. Um, uh, and at a wedding, there's a lot of people who just sort of vaguely look like you, uh, <laughs> and you sort of go hello. And obviously, people grow up, and so you know, when you're in your twenties, and you see all these, you know, twelve-year-olds, and then you show up again, and they're like twenty, and you're like, who? I don't know who this is. A woman's here now, because uh, <laughs> in your head you go store that, you know, whatever. But I know, mo- you know I know most of them. It's <laughs> just a few of them that I sort of think, oh god, I'm going to balls this up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know they're going to be upset. They're going to be Can't like, just oh. go, "Hey, cuz how are you doing?" I mean, it's literally what I do. Yeah, it's good. Uh, hey. So now they know which ones, if they're watching this, <laughs> I happen to know most of your cousins are fans <laughs> of this. A lot of they're, them have been in they touch. They are. They're all comedy nerds. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's a big old, big old Irish family. It's
0: mental. Yeah. Blimey, eighty cousins. That's
1: insane.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll ask you an emergency question to get away from this, uh, <laughs> this awful... I've got a new one. Uh, do you think, if you have sex with a robot, that should count as cheating on your partner?
1: Yes. Do you? It's the future, so, mate. It's just,
0: it's we're just all going to ra- be having sex with real. robots, we've got to start legislating for it. <laughs> I think you've got to be... You know, so, like, if you have sex with a toilet roll, is that cheating on your part? No, no, just means, that just means you've got bad... <laughs> that just means you've got bad taste. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, just an object. It's just like a, it's an intricate dildo. That's all that is, isn't <laughs> it? What, the toilet roll or the... Hu- the, the robot. Right. The, 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 the Toilet roll is a rudimentary... Disorder. I think the
1: future is this. I yeah. think genuinely, I think the robots, in future, we're going to have... where We're not going to have to meet each other as humans because robots are going to be so good and in tune to us and re- register our moods and say all the things that, we're, you know, that we need to hear. Yeah, and so it's fine. We'll just, you know, it's just not...
0: And I they'll think... all like that in the robot off of that Channel 4 thing and then we can just have sex with them. I said this to my <laughs> wife and my wife said it would count as cheating if I had sex with the robot from robots. That's ridiculous. It was not a person. You wouldn't
1: want to have sex with a robot unless you. (laughs) I want to have sex with that robot. You want to have sex with a robot who you're able to respond to as a human. Don't try and get out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Stick to the toilet. What
0: if I don't respond to as a human? It's as a human. Sorry, Uh, (laughs) it's just a robot. I'm not responding. I won't care for its needs. I can do that easily. Would you have sex with a Mac computer? Well, <laughs> my Mac computer is currently broken because something, an unguent, spilled on the keyboard. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it was some cleaning fluids, but you know, probably the thing that was on there that was cleaning off. <laughs> um, you know, but that, that's interesting isn't it? because you have, if you watch pornography on a computer, which I would never do after talking to Louis Theroux last week about pornography yeah uh that's one for that's a callback. uh then you know you're, you're having sex with you're watching images of other people having sex you're enjoying other people having sex so is it any different having sex i think it's an interesting moral conundrum i think
1: your eyes looking at something and your dick being in something are very different <laughs> things <laughs> and they are the rules that this world has stood by <laughs> we stand by that you can look and not touch that's sort of the i think they're okay. you know and i think once you just the, if you walk in and see your partner you know having sex with a machine you're going to go oh
0: thank god it's just the robot <laughs> it's, it's a brave new world that's all I can say it's a terrifying it's kinda, new world what I liked is that me and my wife had a serious argument about it because like, it's not going to happen But it, in our lifetime I it, reckon it yeah, will not, I don't think it will happen I reckon it will In about 50 moment, years There'll yeah, be like Really I'm, hot robots When I'm, when I'm 97 <laughs> <I> mean, Yeah <laughs> Fuck you When I'm 97 I don't care then <laughs> I don't care what my wife says What are you going to divorce me Come on Bring it on um, I, think I don't think we've got to have friends who are robots. It'd be nice, just create robots that like you and who are interested in the things you're interested in. I mean, it's like at the moment you have to have a baby to do that. You have a baby and then that's a friend. Yes, you've got a friend that... <laughs> That's the only way I could get a friend. <laughs> but now I don't have to even have sex. I could just have a, a have a robot.
1: I don't Very think excited. robots. Are the, I don't listen. I think you need to work through your robot fetish. Yeah. I don't think they're the way forward. I think they're a, they're a sort of um, you know a decoy They're a thing that yeah. you you know. It's like people buy hats. <laughs> Very similar <laughs> to deal
0: that. Deal with
1: the problem. Yeah. Whatever's going on in your life, deal with that. The hat isn't going to solve it, and that's what I think with robots. I'm, I'd
0: be worried about the chafing as well because well from the robot having sex but, with the robot.
1: But they won't chafe. They'll have, have all this nerve metal in, in there, isn't they? and they'll do all this stuff. There's still going
0: to be, be a metal like hip in there or something. I, mean, Wait, I their you know.
1: robots are nearly. They're, they're, I, I, artificial intelligence is going to be really big in our lifetime. They're going to have like soft spots, <laughs>
0: <laughs> as the scientists call them. <laughs> what if it gets a uh, short circuit? That'd be quite good. <laughs> <laughs> saw an episode of Hello, Hello, where that happened today, and i was now thinking about it. Uh, good. Oh, that's a new emergency question. That's coming out every single week from now on. Uh, uh, if you had to assassinate a... Uh, have you ever had the uh, opportunity to assassinate a public figure? And who was it? Or do you look back and regret? I saw Michael Gove in a shopping centre the other day without any security, just his children. Oh, God. I realised I could have smashed a glass bottle into his face. Yeah. Have you ever had the opportunity? Because, like you so as a comedian, like in fact, with Greg, I was in Buckingham Palace with Greg Davies. We both ended up getting invited to dinner with Princess Anne quite recently, for no good... Did you good.
1: talk to her about your robot sort or of?
0: <laughs> I wanted Sorry, to... Sorry, Princess, what do you think? It was a month after my baby had been born, and I was kind of at the point I was obsessed with thinking everyone was once a baby, and that everyone had emerged... And I, could, I got this horrible image of my baby emerging from my wife, and I was thinking, yeah, that happened to everyone, and I had this image, as I was looking at Princess Anne, of her emerging out of the Queen's <laughs> vagina. So I didn't, I didn't bring that up, I didn't say, oh, Princess no. Anne... You've come out of the Queen's. I have too much respect to say it. Too much. <laughs> but I could have killed Princess Anne, uh, Stephen Hawkins was there, could have done him.
1: Are you just saying, who have I been around that's famous? Yeah, well,
0: but then um, you realise I could have killed them, easily.
1: Quite a lot of comedians. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you wish you had, which ones did you wish oh, you would
1: have Oh, no, I like, I'm not, I like, I don't want to kill any comedians. <laughs> um, they're my friends. Uh, I, I've, been, I've, I've been in a room with, oh, have I been in a room with famous people? Stephen Hawking, I've been in a room the with
0: Stephen
1: Hawking. S- <laughs> but I don't want to kill Stephen no, Hawking.
0: Be easy, wouldn't oh, no, it? that's um, the thing with him. <laughs> Richard. It would take Eric. him a minute to say get off as well, that's the thing. It takes him it takes him ages. You could go. He does it by You don't want to it's be like, the guy who kills He's Richard. an incredible man. You don't want to be
1: the guy that kills Stephen Hawking. That I is don't. not a good kill. No. That is a, that is a really bad fucking kill. But if I'd killed
0: Michael <laughs> Gove. Fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure the law would have seen that. The legal system might have seen it I think it they'd give you a
1: couple of minutes. To, they'd listen to you for a couple of minutes. <laughs> no one's listening to you if you kill Stephen Hawking, mate.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so, let me get back. I'll get back to the proper real questions. you believe in astrology? <laughs> you base 80% of your life decisions on astrology. <laughs> Is that true? Intellectually,
1: I know it's horseshit, yeah. but I still read them relentlessly. <laughs> uh, and do you act upon
0: what they tell you to do?
1: Do you know what? I, I didn't... I didn't really... No, I don't, to, I don't have to tell me to do, but I do sort of... Because um, I've sort of read it from a young age. It's a bit like being brainwashed. So I do have ideas about star signs and they're not healthy, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> like someone will say they're a star sign. Like, say, um, Can I say this? Yeah. Uh, like if, if, it, if it's a romantic thing, so, so I've literally been like, uh-uh, and now I have to question that. Like, what are you doing? Like yeah. That's madness. But um, no. I, know it's, I know it's rubbish, but it's just a thing I enjoy. I, feel, I like the idea of someone knowing the future. It's just a thing for it to cure anxiety, I think. Like, what's Do you, though, happen? Do, do you think,
0: it, does, I think it makes me more anxious? <laughs> the idea that everything's fated and worked out in advance uh, makes me more anxious than the idea that knowing that anything can happen.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Maybe. Well, if it's already, if it's already, if it's all written and it's all going to happen, it doesn't matter what you do, does it? Because it's going to happen anyway. But if the world is, you know, the future is an unknowable thing, which surely it has to be.
1: But you're quite positive. You're positive. I think I'm quite like, what's going to happen? And I want a (laughs) heads up, you know, sort of that that sort of feeling of. and I know it's rubbish. I, know it, I genuinely know it's rubbish. I would, I would never say to someone like, well, I'll tell you what, you know astrology actually is very real. Um, and I don't talk in that voice either. But, um, but I, do, I think, like I, I go to a fortune teller whenever I go abroad and stuff like that. I'm always, I still, you know, I've got one
0: side of myself and the other side of myself going, find out what they know. <laughs> and if the fortune teller's ever told you stuff that's been right
1: yeah but I mean you know that's why you go because yeah. they sort of the good ones know how to exactly you know what to. they say a thing that you go there's no way they could have known that and you just go that's the law of uh, you, you, you know your brain that isn't mad sort of goes of course they could know that it's quite easy for them to know anything you know they've said nothing I've never been told anything I went to one in the States I was on, I did a road trip in the States and it was quite uh, <laughs> it was quite so I went in and uh, all she asked was my name and uh, and then she said you should talk for a living and so first thing she said to me and I was like okay and then so she said some things that I was quite. They're quite, um, uh, you know, sort of laying your cards on the table, for no backing out from them, sort yeah. of things. But you know, it's just you can tell anyone you should talk for a living. It's like, yeah, anyone else believe in the old uh, telling the future?
0: Not my. No one would hear. No one. No <laughs> one will. No one. Not my. Not amongst my uh, friends. They, they're not allowed. They're not allowed in. I've, I've, I put it in all the uh, star sign things to, uh, in the papers. I say, do not go and see Rich Taylor's Escobar. I pay uh, Russell Grant to say that uh, to everyone. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say about Game Face, there's a brilliant scene in it with uh, Brian Harvey. Yes. It. How did you persuade Brian Harvey to come on and <laughs> do a bit in which he looks at some baked potatoes really lovingly and then you go, you say, he's had one already, and you say, come on, Brian, you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> and then, how did you persuade him? He does it very well and he it's very good. It was,
1: I think what it was was he sort of was able to participate in the joke. Yeah. And so it wasn't like sort of a joke at him. It was sort of he's in. He sort of does this, you know, looks at the potatoes, like, you know, trying to eat more potatoes. <laughs> um, and he, I think he just he sort of he said he'd been asked quite a lot, you know, sort of stuff, you know. And he, he just said, I found it, I thought it was funny, and then yeah. it, it was quite, uh, and he was lovely. And I think it was. I didn't want to, you know, I'm not sort of. I didn't want to sort of you know be horrible to him I was like if he can make it funny and he can participate it's fine rather than sort of it's just not what I, I feel comfortable with and you know? and I think he found it quite funny and we found a way to make a sort of ridiculous thing yeah. silly and it was just you know he just I think that's why uh, he did it he just wanted to he thought it was because he could act and do a little bit he's a really nice man you were you when a was, fan of
0: his when you were younger I was, younger. Yeah, I was a
1: fan of all the boy bands um, up to the age of about 15 um, and Brian he's E17 was one of my
0: yeah. one
1: of my big ones take that and he's 17
0: yeah
1: Real obsessive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I presented Top of the Pops, uh, I presented Top of the Pops twice. I'm not a paedophile, uh, but uh, <laughs> I did it twice. And E17 were on, and I met Brian Harvey in the canteen, and he was. Uh, we did a joke about him on the on the, on the actual thing because he was eating a king size bag of Maltesers, <laughs> uh, and he was talking to I, I think he was talking to the producer of uh, Top of the Pops. He said he wasn't a millionaire, and she said, "Oh, I just met." Met Brian Harvey in the in the canteen. He was says he's not a millionaire, but I noticed he was eating a king size packet of Maltese. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they were, yeah.
1: He was a bit. He was really nice. Um, he uh, was very, you know, kind of. He's he's working on a he's trying to pitch this thing, it's like I I don't know if he's still doing it, but he was talking about this sort of reality TV show where he's sort of making music with someone and it was like, almost like, you know, like Towie, but in Walthamstow. Um <laughs> But he showed me a thing that he'd made, and I, you know, there's an you know when you don't know anyone, if anyone shows you anything they've made, there's a terror that's going to be the worst thing you've ever seen, and you've got to sort of get get your face ready, you know, um, like your lying face. Um, and he showed me, but it was it, like for those kind of shows, I don't mean I'm not into them, but it was really I was like it was really good. I was like, oh, that's that's fine, yeah. I'd totally watch that. So yeah. he's trying to do stuff, and I think he he's a he's an interesting man sweet and just sweet he was really nice on set he wasn't at all you know really into the cameras like well that's a blah blah got that and all that sort of chat
0: did you have you ever met the two guys who stood at the back in e17 and did that have you ever met them
1: terry caldwell and john yeah Yeah. of course i've I met terry caldwell uh was
0: it (laughs) that's a good job for them for a few years isn't it?
1: (laughs) Terry at that gig? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you where I met Terry. Um, This is quite an embarrassing story. We did a gig. It was a... I've got no memory. It was some festival. And um, it was a a massive tent, a ridiculously... Way too big. You know, like a a tent thing. Tent. And... uh, Big tent. And and we were doing stand-up and stuff. And then in the other tent, there was uh, Terry... I not, not Terry Alden, it's Terry Caldwell. <laughs> yeah. Terry Caldwell was, was singing with this guy, and I was like, that's the guy from me, 17. And then we got, it was me Fordy, Matt Ford, Paul McCaffrey, uh, comics, uh, and we just got incredibly drunk. And at the end of the night, we all got on stage with Terry Caldwell. And it's quite... Uh, and bear in mind, there'd only been comedy in this tense. So there's no reason for this to happen. They don't understand. We're just very drunk and think it'll be funny. <laughs> We just bring them all on. Terry called one this other guy. And we just start singing House of, House of Love, you know, yeah. the everybody. <laughs> no, one, no, no one recognizes Terry. And we're just all drunk on stage. I was on stage about like, Paul McCaffrey's wife. And, we're just, and uh, we were on stage for about like two minutes. And I, it was like a real awful shaming. And I saw some girl in the audience. I did a show called Impractical Jokers. And she thought it was a forfeit. Right. She was like, this is obviously a forfeit. And I was like, oh no, we're just doing this of our own volition.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I feel sorry for those guys from E17 now. I could have been an E seventeen. How many members of E seventeen does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Four. One to have the idea to change the light bulb, one to change a light bulb, and two to stand at the back going like that. <laughs> knowing in their hearts that their lives are meaningless. <laughs> As are all lives. (laughs) Not according to astrology. No, not mine. (laughs) What's going to happen in the future to you?
1: I've been easing off it because I read this woman called Susan Miller. She's like the big dog in the astrological world. Um, uh, You laugh. She is... People go absolutely batshit. she's not out on the first of the month, she pretty much gets death threats. People are like, how am I meant to live, Susan? Uh, They go nuts. Like, you know, and she's... uh, but look, the last couple of ones, she said have been almost like threats. They were like, "Oh, really all really like." She's obviously trying to up, and they're like, "Good luck today, mate." It's stuff like that, and like <laughs> they did actually make me edgy. I was like, "Why would you say that?" It was. I was traveling. I was going somewhere. And it was sort of like your family are going to die. That was implied. <laughs> it was generally like, "Oh, maybe a relative isn't well," or you know. And then it was like death. Was, it was really, and so I was a bit like, like exactly what you said. It did make me sort of go. Actually, this is making me quite sad (laughs) something bad's going to happen I can
0: imagine those things I can imagine bad things happening without someone telling me about them that's that's what I'm discovering having people to be (laughs) responsible for it was good when I was single and had no one to care for or love then you could just go on with your life. If you die, it doesn't matter, it's over. But now you've got... Oh, other, thanks. Now you've got... Once. So saw, saying, this is this little shit I've got to listen to. Stay single, because when you love people, and then when, especially when there's a little baby... I do you have love to care, people. ...when you have to care for it.
1: I, pe- I have people who love me. People, I will, I will be noticed
0: if I die. It's, it's just terrifying to think what could happen to them and then how bad you would think if something bad happened, so... You know, what I'd say is don't have any children. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever nearly choked to death on anything? Loads. <laughs> um, I've got really narrow
1: es- esophagus. Have you? Um, <laughs> I've got I'm all mouth, like literally. Yeah. Um, and I realise it's Tell me more <laughs> When I first saw myself on television, like, you know, it's always awful seeing yourself. In, uh, you know, I had braces when I was 15 uh, uh, and I, my teeth got straight. And then I had eight wisdom teeth. One in every 10,000 people get them, normally black people. And had them all taken out. Uh, and then. Uh, yeah, eight
0: wisdom teeth. Yeah, the British Dental Board. double, double the Yeah, the British Dental
1: Board took them out. Yeah. <laughs> they came down to watch. Uh,
0: Are they in a museum? Always somewhere? on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah so I basically I realised I sort of all my I've got a big bit here and a really, I've had uh, an endoscopy and I choose a child's one Yeah. all my words so I speak like this because all, all my come out like that and then they all choke out the front right. um, it's very boring but yeah so I've got a really narrow esophagus I have an endoscopy so
0: you, ch- you often choke on things
1: yeah yeah and I <laughs> and I eat so fast my mum she's Irish her favourite thing to say to me is Jesus the famine is over
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> i like, I thought well I had a brother and a sister and I always you know food went quickly so if you've got eight to come Dozens. no wonder you eat, you got to eat, exactly. because there's a, you know, a French fancy on the table.
1: <laughs> yeah, get it down yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've choked, what's the worst I've choked on? Oh, uh, Rocket. Rocket fucking killer uh, you, <laughs> that moment where it's down and in your mouth you're yeah. like
0: oh I'm like which way should I go <laughs> should I pull it out like a magician or should I try and drown it like- the rocket's quite an but you know I just, it's in the moment as I was choking on this apricot stone just how imba- I was just embarrassed I wasn't scared of dying <laughs> I was just embarrassed that that was the way I was going to it's such a stupid way to die Just think, I've eaten deliberately, you know, without paying attention. But isn't there
1: something about the stupid ways to die? At least there's sort of there's a nobility in it. No, you just went out on a on a simple thing. Got him. It's a nice sort of like rather than a long tedious death. You just went, oh, the apricot. Who
0: knew? (laughs) (laughs) I think I I found it very embarrassing, and you know, and a waste of my precious life. (laughs) I think you know. I think I've got a lot more to give to the world. I mean, when you think about how long it's taken for us to get here, you know, for, uh, not just... You know, it's billions of years of the Big Bang and all this stuff happening, and then you exist, and then you, you choke to death on an apricot stone. Just a bit of a waste, isn't it? But I
1: don't think any... I don't think... Whatever way that our story ends, you can always use that story to be like, what a fucking waste. You know, like, all of that. You know, Why did I bother learning to read if you were just going to kill me? <laughs> um, sort of, you know, I think it all can be a bit...
0: I want to die know. a kind of heroic death, you know, like jumping on a hand grenade or something and saving a school of children. I'll probably have to go into a school with a hand grenade and throw it <laughs> for that to happen. He so never got be... apricot <laughs> thing, did he? Absolutely. If you go into a school with a hand grenade and throw it and then jump on it, <laughs> do you think at a- any point anyone thinks you're a hero? <laughs> he goes, well, it was bad that he brought the hand grenade in <laughs> and threw it at the kids. <laughs> but he did at least jump on it and only a few of the kids were hurt by... There's bones flying into their face.
1: I think you'd get, you know you'd get you'd probably get like some people be grateful that you didn't kill them all. Yeah. But most people would think you're a lunatic. I
0: think it'd be you know, it'd be frowned on. <laughs> Generally frowned on. being uh, you...
1: frowned on is one of my favourite expressions. Your <laughs>
0: like, idea is
1: so terrifying, like yeah,
0: frowning at you. <laughs> if you had to choose, you're a single lady. If you had to choose between dating a man who was a six-foot-tall penis, and just and he had no arms or legs, he's just a massive penis, so he has a face on his helmet, or a man who instead of having a penis has a tiny man where his penis should be, which of those two things would you prefer? You are welcome to ask Easy. some other questions if you...
1: Basically, yeah. what I've got, is this is not... The man with the t- the a tiny man there yeah. is effectively got the best penis ever. Because <laughs> he, he's got the man shape. He's the man, the, this, the torso and the legs are the penis shape. But yeah. he's also got extra bits. Um, That's it, it, yeah. no brainer. Definitely have a little man down the little
0: there. And you feel guilty about the little man if you were ever. No, never whale of a time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll treat him right. <laughs> Um, it'll be alright. It'll be, you know, kind of and he can save it you can you know, you can sort of be like you can check you can check as well, it's like a health thing.
0: <laughs> oh this esophagus is very tight, yeah. you should... No more smears. <laughs> Just a little man going something something different? Good, good to know. I
1: definitely have him, yeah. I if your he... if
0: your finger could travel through time, where would you send it to and what would it do? Just Ooh. your finger. It can go anywhere in time and space. Past, future or the present. But I would say using it to go to the present would be a waste of time. <laughs> Actually, if you could send it somewhere else in the present, that would still be I right. I
1: think I would go through time. Can go, and you
0: can just alter history or the future or just point at something. <laughs> tickle someone. God, yeah, what would I do? It's a hard question, isn't it? Mm not many people would have asked that to you before That's what, sometimes it's tricky
1: maybe <laughs> see you could go back and you go like you know the gun on Hitler you yeah. know uh, or something but you could also just go and really fuck someone up
0: <laughs> just sort of repeatedly tickle someone under the chin <laughs> yeah who though it's good I'm glad you're considering this at such length because it is an important question <laughs> If the thing you... is, I don't want to go too far back because
1: I've got a very, very strong sense of smell and I think every, you know, everyone would stink.
0: Your nose um, isn't going anywhere.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, the things I'm going to make you do. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I haven't got to be there. Um, maybe I would... What can I do? I'm scared I won't choose the right thing.
0: It's good to think about it now because if you ever get this opportunity it'll probably be I do something. Thing. This is
1: me being very noble. I yeah. do something like this over the Hitler thing or like the nuclear bomb thing or yeah. so like make change the maths on it so it didn't work. Okay. So like, oh, oh this worked yesterday. Well, the maths are gone now, mate. <laughs> 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 or I would so what the nuclear bomb wouldn't blow up Hiroshima and Nagasaki as they're about to build as about to build it and they're about to go it's all done isn't it it's all nearly ready and the the most important part of the equation I'd fuck up Yeah. and then he'd be like oh it didn't work yeah Yeah.
0: and then the second world war would have gone on a long time and millions of people would have been killed (laughs) as a result of Hmm. and someone else Hitler. With, scientists would have had time to I'd get kill the Hi- nuclear bomb together. How many
1: times can I go back with this finger? Well, just once,
0: otherwise it's oh. insane. You're going to change everything.
1: <laughs> I'd go back and I would kill Hitler.
0: Okay. Standard. At what point, at what point would you kill Hitler? As a baby, Would you could he very I'd easily kill his kill, parents. Kill his parents? <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd
1: kill him... Um, <laughs> joking Um, no I let him get born Um, I'd probably kill him uh, (laughs) I'd probably kill him when he was still drawing when he was was a painting can you
0: just encourage him with your finger to stay in art rather than go over to well, like, point him that way,
1: that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Or> uh,
0: just... <laughs> <laughs> Every time he says
1: something anti-Semitic, I don't think so!
0: <laughs> Probably better to kill him, just to be yeah, honest, just safe kill him. your this, finger. Just, this finger finger isn't working, I should just kill him. <laughs> um, if you could choose between having a tit the dispensed talcum powder... Oh, no, that's a stupid one to ask, because that's just ask that question. Or a hand made out of ham. Yeah, that's brilliant. I rescued myself by changing hand the question. A handmade
1: out of ham? Yeah,
0: or a, or a, or a tit that dispenses uh, talcum powder as much as you want. That's,
1: I mean, not appealing at all. No. No, that's, that, talcum powder is something from the 80s, I think. I don't know why people used it. It's an insane thing. Do you still use talcum powder? No, no of course not. What was it? It was like we were too. Tell about it was a where I think it's just for parents that want to dry their kids. Yeah, it was just like yeah, dry yourself in powder. <laughs> um, so definitely not. And I definitely out like my boob. It made me feel really sad. Like, <laughs> like I think it was like milk not being used. Um, <laughs> like bleh, <laughs> <and> dust. <laughs> I mean, no one wants to see actual dust leaving a part of their body. <laughs> the hand made out of ham. This is problematic. If it's smoked, <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah. But I hate unsmoked pork. Okay. Now
0: <laughs> I disagree with you on that, but that you're allowed to have that opinion. <laughs> I had I had smoky bacon at uh, the bed and breakfast I was in in Ulverston. I don't like it.
1: I mean you can't this is the only way to eat bacon. No. You have unsmoked bacon. Yeah. I can smell the pig when I have unsmoked. I literally I feel like I can smell the animal.
0: That's kind of what I like about it. I like to know <laughs> I'm, eat, I'm eating some animal rather than some smoke.
1: I love smoked bacon. Just eat smoke. I would eat smoke if I Just, could. You can. You can't eat smoke. You can. <laughs> Just get some smoke, put your face in it. Mm, smoked delicious smoke. cheese, I like as well. Yep. I like smoked things. I'd have a hand made of ham. I mean, listen, the problem is it's going to go off.
0: No, then it won't. It's because it's part of you. It'll stay good. You can eat it, but it and it'll grow back, but only a little
1: oh, bit. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'd have that. I'd have The Handmaid of Ham, and I'd uh, draw nails on it so that if I wanted to blend in and have a normal day, I would just have nails, and I'd try and make it, and I'd put fake tan on it to make it look like a normal hand. But if I wanted a bit of attention, I'd be like, yeah, I'm The Handmaid of Ham girl. <laughs> and I'd write a really great Edinburgh show about it.
0: Would you be able to do that?
1: The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. Or, or, or other such ones. It's
0: good. That's too classy a reference for my. Yeah. Um, my they don't like literature. They like, um, they like maths here. They was, they're still reeling from YouTube. <laughs> oh, I must be their favourite. Have you seen me on change Countdown? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, on Countdown. Yeah. <laughs> worst ever. I'm
1: the worst ever person in oh, Suncat Countdown, yeah. Oh. In terms of results.
0: Well, Not I as think, a human being. I don't think anyone's really trying to... No one's really trying to win. I'm now, fucking though. trying, Rich. <laughs> you also did the darts thing for Comic Relief. I did. How did you get on that? You know what? I had a real... Uh, it
1: was a it was a lovely, lovely time and then I got this... Uh, the double thing that you have to get at the end. Um, I got this thing yeah. and it was a really an ama- it was an amazing night in Lakeside is that what's called Lakeside? Yeah. I don't really
0: know um, which
1: down. and then but around the hotel like we'd go in and people were just like yeah! <laughs> clapping um, I mean I'd, I had to change my flight because I had to play another game I wow. had to go on holiday
0: did you beat Bob Mortimer?
1: Bob Mortimer who yeah. came out with the best uh, I don't know if you saw it but he came out you have to have like a a costume, you know, BF thing, and he came out dressed as a carpet. (laughs) And his thing for the audience to sing was, We hate Laminate, we hate (laughs) Laminate. It was my favourite thing, it was so amazing. And I came out as the wedding slinger to some, like, come on, Eileen, and I was so annoyed, because I was like, I don't want to follow We Hate Laminate, it's the best thing, you're not going to get better than We Hate (laughs) (laughs) Laminate.
0: You say in your stand-up that you were a creepy child. I was a creepy child. Kind of, how did your creepiness I was manifest very, itself?
1: Um, I was very, uh, I think, uh, just quite an odd kid. I was a, a compulsive liar. Uh, I used to imagine I was a monkey if I was scared. <laughs> um, I was a very odd little weirdo. Uh, like, I just make up lies and, yeah. and sort of just kind of uh, creepy. Just quite creepy. Not like, like, as I say in my old stand-up, like, not like in a killy way, just a bit odd, just a bit strange. <laughs> when I, was, I lived in Ireland uh, for a year my mum and dad got divorced <coughs> excuse me and I just had one tape that was Belinda Carlisle uh, and my mom, I had a walkman I had no friends and I was like six and just before my at seven and, uh, and I just walked around listen to this circles in the sand round and round and then there was this English guy who'd moved there and he tried to open a shop in his garage Uh <laughs> But the shop never, you know. I just saw one day he had like boxes of Kit Kats and stuff. And you've got to bear in mind, this sounds really dodgy, like he was a dodgy man and he wasn't. Uh, and I was like, I'll buy something. Just because his voice was so comforting, because I was miss home so much. And he was like, Well, it's not a shop, but it didn't work. And I was like, But I want to buy a Kit Kat. And he's like, Okay. <laughs> uh, and he sold me a Kit Kat. And then I went there every day <laughs> and just drove in. Like I'd knock on his door, and his wife would be like, She's here again! <laughs> and then he'd be he so sweet, he'd go out, open his shop for me until the box of Kit Kats had gone. Uh, <laughs> and I'd just sit there going, i tell you another thing. And he'd be like, hmm, yeah, just this lonely child you liked to because he had an English accent. Oh. Yeah,
0: very strange child. That's nice, that's sweet. could have just given you the Kit Kats.
1: Yeah, but I think he liked. The, I liked the transaction. Yeah. Like it was, otherwise, it's just a man giving a kid Kit Kats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to make them go away, though, that's, yeah. different, that's, different, yeah. that's, that's the most noble man in the world. Here, yeah. yeah, have these sweets and leave.
1: I was just, just talked to him for literally about two hours. Every like every second day, I'd go round <laughs> and he would just listen to me.
0: Aw.
1: sweet man. sweet, Timmy.
0: I've do a feature called uh, Desert Island Dicks. Ooh, it's not what you're thinking. Oh. Which eight Richards would you take with you to a desert island? I'm already there. Okay. Which high island? Richard Osman. Oh yeah, good. We've a previous guest. Um. <laughs> hard, well, isn't it? It's hard to think of even well, well, Richards, two or three. What are they? Oh, no, it's diff- That's what. It's Richard a good question.
1: Richard the third. Yeah, good. Richard.
0: Why do you like Richard III better than Richard II and Richard I? Because <laughs> he's the, the mad first. one, wasn't he? Yeah, well, Richard I. Yeah, the you, need, you need a mad one to yeah. make it.
1: You know, to kill the princes yeah, in the town. Yeah, You need you need one of those. Okay. Can't all be. You can't all be just happy Richards. Um, <laughs> what about Richards? I must even know more Richards. Richard well, I'm not going to help
0: you. That's Richard... the that's the
1: whole uh, task. Aod? Uh, yeah. Uh, is he Richard? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <it's> Richard. <laughs> Richard Bur Bur Burton Burton Richard Burton <laughs> Richard Kerr, Carpenter Car- what Was that Richard, Richard Carpenter? Carpenter? There's
0: two Richard Carpenters. There's one. I love Carpenter. the one that from the band. Yeah,
1: um, the Richard, one who wrote
0: Cat Weasel as well. We've had a lot. We talked about him before. Richard
1: uh, Dawkins. Yeah. Is he Richard?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's weird when yeah, you, you say can, the second name you first. You can tell if they're
0: Richards by when their name is Richard. <laughs> if they're, if their first name's Richard, then they yeah, You can have a second name Richard as well.
1: Richard, uh Er... Uh, <laughs> no. Richard... Cur- oh, I
0: remember... Richard, Richard Curtis? Curtis? Yeah, that's back to C's. Um, yeah,
1: I, I was on K. You gave, you gave up um, on it, <laughs> Richard... Le- what about E-F-G-H-I-J?
0: Richard. Loads. Ja, ja. If only everyone thought of this, working through, <laughs> I trying to sound them out phonetically, and uh, ja, I... ja, 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 ja,
1: ja, Richard Johnson. You just got to get all your Richards in a bowl, and then you can start sifting through them. <laughs> but you can't. I can't just. Go, I, I literally had one Richard that was. Oh, you've done very well. You've got more Richards
0: than anyone else has managed to get. there. Method to my madness. Yeah. Um, have you been on the uh, Apprentice? You're fired. Have you done no. that one? No. Done because you've done the British, great British yes, Bake Off slides. I did extra that. Slice. I watched the Bake Off, I don't watch The Apprentice. Okay. Because I, I, was, I was asked to do that, and uh, then I know they didn't ask me to do it in the end. No, they put me on the list and then asked me, and they got people like you back twice. I'm not holding a bake-off. grudge. On the Bake Off? Yeah, I'm not holding a grudge. Do you watch the Bake Off? Yeah. They'll get you on it. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't well, it's you? they have se- only had one series. Oh, but you get free cakes, don't you, That's going that I side. did the pilot.
1: I did the pilot that got got sort of went out and got, and then I did one show. I think did I do one show? I
0: think you did two. You were very good on it. I have to say, I would have preferred to see you on it than me because I don't really <laughs> like the programme or cakes that much. So, did you uh,
1: say that to them, no, Richard? <laughs> do I have to like cakes?
0: Well, I, said, I think cakes are ridiculous.
1: I I think the Bake Off is is. Uh, uh, like, The Apprentice, I don't watch. And then they yeah. offered me, you know, sort of to, to do The Apprentice. And I was like, that feels s- sort of, you know, like I've done shit telly, but I was like, I don't want to do a thing where I'm pretending to have watched a show. And, <laughs> and whereas The Bake Off, I really do love. I yeah. really genuinely... Get it, and I can't bake. It's literally ridiculous. I'm just like, yeah, I just, I, <laughs> I find it. And it's so well shot and I just love the cutaways to like, they do that weird lamb, like, bitch for no reason.
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I, I'm a massive, massive fan. And a very few of those shows that I like, and that is the one for me that was like, cake is, cake is home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you if you, because uh, I, I, I come up with some, uh, Alan Sugar asked for uh, titles for his autobiography, uh, on Twitter, right? Uh, I came up with quite a lot of. Them. I've done most of them before. Uh, Hit me. Well, I did firing blanks. I think that would have been that's a good one. Good. Uh, I think I, my favourite one is "I remind me of me at that age" because that's. <laughs> well, I think that's you definitely Have you got a suggestion for Alan Sugar's autobiography? That is a t- difficult question.
1: Um, uh, I need to get Amstrad into a pun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do if
0: it's an Edinburgh oh, show. Oh, 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 arms Armstrad, arms We could do something with him in slave ship.
1: Amstradling greatness. Ah, oh,
0: good. <laughs> and it could be him as the Colossus of Rhodes. And
1: he's, he's, yeah, over an Amstrad. Yeah,
0: with his with his cock out in it. Oh, it could be in it. Would, he, would you be like? Could Is you it have sex to... With an Amstrad email phone <laughs> If my wife came And found me inside An Amstrad email phone Do you think she would Have any right To be angry about that
1: I think I think she'd be More concerned was, That I'd it? just be More concerned Done. Yeah
0: email In an inefficient way That's, that's how I like it <laughs> Ah <laughs> So you wouldn't be upset by that, you would think it was weird, but you wouldn't say, I'm going to divorce you no. for having your dick in an Amstrad email or phone. That is the same as having sex with a robot, it's exactly the same. No. What if I just put like a... a if I got like a blow-up woman doll... Right. And instead of a vagina, I put an Amstrad email or phone... <laughs> Jesus! ...and i sex with that, and my wife came home, would she have any... Re- There'd be no reason for her to be upset about that. I go, look, it's not even a weird an Amstrad email-a-phone, and even if that wasn't it, it's just like a pouch, why it's not, it's it's a woman. pouch. Why do
1: you need the fake woman body around it, then? Because
0: that's just, you know, I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to show you that that's what a robot is like, essentially, and it's, that wouldn't be bad. No, There'd be okay. nothing embarrassing about my wife coming home, Listen. finding me fucking uh, Amstrad email-a-phone <laughs> with a, a rubber woman around it. The rubber woman's the problem. Well, see, that that's the moment when it starts to I resemble sure. a woman yeah. a female form. If you ever, if you ever, if you, what I, if I had eight Amstrad emailer phones all stuck together, vaguely, and two of them were breasts, and one of them... I
1: think that's not as bad, because they, so they,
0: they can't be a woman. And there's, but if there's a wig on, I put a wig on it. <laughs> I mean, it, my wife comes home. For me, it's very important that my <laughs> wife comes home. That's part of it. <laughs> I want to go, I'm not enjoying it until my wife comes home I've just got that for me, it's the moment, oh, I can explain, it's not what it looks like, it's not my fashioned eight Amstrad email phones, I'm making a point about uh, the future of humanity here. <laughs> and then the moral choices I think, choices we're I think
1: have. if you put it into a gallery yeah. and you did that for like four or five hours I yeah. think you could win something good yeah and I think you should consider that because I well, think you just doing that and then every every half an hour someone pretending to be your wife walks in <laughs> and then you uh, why can't
0: and, my wife walk in <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old man it would, I'd be spent too much of that. if it's someone pretending to be my wife what if it's a robot pretending to be my wife comes in no
1: it won't work your speech won't work about okay. the future of humanity but I think you should okay. definitely put it in a gallery it's like an emin <laughs> yeah. you could definitely get something with that
0: and ms yes. it's good again no, they don't even know what you're talking about come on tracy in. if i put some poo on it it'd be like chris oh, i don't
1: know who that is yeah he's,
0: he's the one who puts poo on stuff <laughs> or, or gilbert and george they like working in poo i mean i would be in i was i'd like to be an artist i have a lot, quite a lot of modern art ideas hey. uh, well look, i've done them all on here before but i like by playing myself at snooker in a basement and commentate on it. I think that's like a modern art idea. I could do that in a gallery for four hours. That's a People good uh, mental me. uh,
1: game, anyway. To sort of go against a good debating thing, isn't it? Yeah, that? it is. I think you'd be good at modern art.
0: Thank you. I would. I want. I'm going to do it with my daughter's shoes. I want. I want to collect my daughter's shoes throughout her entire life. She'll have to carry on once I'm dead, and then put them in a long, just like in a row. Oh, God, that's very, that's
1: very beautiful
0: yeah. and melancholy. Yeah, and there's just empty shoes leading up to someone, every single pair of shoes someone wore in their whole life.
1: But, you, you know, people have so many shoes. I know,
0: it's going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy so far. I don't know if I... Because she sometimes wears little socks that have got, like, shoes drawn on them. Yeah. Do they count? I suppose they do.
1: They do. they they you know, her, her What about covers. she's
0: got a reindeer outfit? That's got like you know the shoes are incorporated. Does that in. count as shoes? No, I think no. they've
1: got to be the ones. It's got to be the things you just cover the feet with, yeah. nothing else. Because
0: otherwise, that's just like a reindeer, an empty baby's reindeer <laughs> outfit on the floor, like a next baby next to a
1: pair of Timberlands. <laughs> what is this?
0: <laughs> Do you ever have? Because I think a lot of comedians are working in that kind of arena where it's imagination and where you're having surreal ideas. Do you ever feel like moving into art?
1: Uh, the only thing I was good at schools. school so I'm really, I really, I'm a really good drawer I'm very bad at most things uh, but it just basically being alive is a struggle for me but I'm really <laughs> <laughs> but art I found quite uh, the, the te- especially like drawing like technical even I'm quite good at oh, yeah. uh, I'd love yeah I, I, I mean, I'm into anything that makes you think and without being pretentious but stuff like that I think we're all comics especially because we're always trying to look for things to give us inspiration so I think art sort of it's good to change gears to have your mind sort of going a different way you know
0: but in a way a joke is a, a, the way a joke works is it's two thoughts colliding often isn't it that's the yeah. way two different things coming together so it's there's a lot of similarities yeah but you know we can't sell our jokes for half a million pounds
1: maybe if we cover all our jokes in shit
0: yeah <laughs>
1: and, just <I've> tried. <laughs> and
0: just put them in a gallery <laughs> I have tried right well look time has, time has flown by it's been very delightful to talk to you it's but been we a have bloody get, treat. We have to get ready for next week's show now. So,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Time flies here, doesn't it? it? Does. A week goes like that. It's amazing. <laughs>
0: ladies and gentlemen, please give me a big round of applause to Roisin Carter team. Oh, yes, this week. Thank you, darling. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. With me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Roisin Connerty. The music you're listening to was played by Pest. It was a long time ago. They recorded it. They don't come in every week. That would be stupid. Thanks to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. Thank you to everyone at Go Faster Strike And Chris Evans, well done on the Top Gear job, Chris. We were very excited. What? Oh, it's not that. It's not that one. Apparently, it's not that one. He, the, the, our one doesn't ever get his cock out and put it on your shoulder. That just never happens with our one, the producer was Ben Walker. This is a Fuzz. GoFasterStrike.com and Sky Potato Production. Thanks for listening to Richard Chang's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. It was quite good, wasn't it? I don't know. It has. I'm doing this before it was recorded, so I, d- I don't know if it was a good one or not. I bet it was. That's my that's my guess. So uh, if you've enjoyed these, why not come and see me uh, at the Leicester Square Theatre in August and September, or I'll be on tour with that show, with the show Happy Now. Or all through 2016 in the spring uh, Check richardherring.com slash gigs For all the details for that Or buy a badge at gofasterstripe.com slash badges Or a DVD at gofasterstripe.com Here are some of the people who have helped us bring This podcast to you this time- week And I am very grateful to them all Matthew Smith, Ewan Duncan, Rob Applin, Darren Foote Colin Anderson, Raymond Harpeny, Kevin Tipcorn, Steve Mash Dean Ratland, Gaynor Wilson, Adam Quek, Stuart Fawcett, Tim Turner, Julian Benton, Thomas Baldwin, Lauren Pilkington, Matthew Blackburn, Neil Martin, Jack Burton, Fraser Levy, Gina Lynn, Paul Jeffrey, Rob Ward, Robert Tang Richardson, Leo Vagoda Carol Forster, Kawa, Cole McGonagall, Aurora Watters, Jake, Heather Henderson, Simon Carl, Christine Sato, David Collier, Jijin John, Roy Owens, Matthew Poynton, and John Columby, Matthew both them. come on, Martin Bryant, Colin Jackson, Michael O'Connell, Gareth Gamble, Paul Kavanagh, Simon, Jordan Lepart, sorry, Jordan Lepert, very important, he hates being called, or, or she hates being called Lepart, he hates he being called a she, or she hates being called a he as well, probably, and Ian Matthews, thank you all, you are the best.